I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We believe it's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We believe that power comes from your word. We believe truth is from your word. And Father, as I declare today, for our lives to change as we hear your word, I step back so the Holy Spirit can step up so that every word that is said will be inspired and anointed by you. And I thank you in advance for your people receiving your word, for our faith to be raised, and most of all, for our lives to be changed. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Last week I started a new series entitled The Soulcology of Money. Everybody say The Soulcology of Money. Now just in case you're trying to figure out what that word soulcology comes from, it's actually a made-up word. It's the word soul and then part of the word psychology that I've combined. And uh, last week I said this, uh, as a pastor I realized that the only way that you and I are going to have more faith regarding God's promises is if we hear God's promises. And one of the reasons why uh, I take the time at least once a year to discuss financial matters from a biblical standpoint is for us to have our faith raised for more. In other words, uh, I believe that as a result of teaching God's word, when it comes to his financial plan for our lives, faith will come for more money in your life. Now, let me ask you something. How many in here would like to have some more money? Let me see. Now, if you didn't raise your hand, I'll take yours. And uh, normally what I do, I take 10% of the year, which is a little bit over 52 weeks. That's 5.2 or whatever, but we're, we've already done one lesson. So four or five weeks, and I'm going to be discussing how to better your financial life. Now, last week we did a survey to find out how strong our church is when it comes to tithing. And although everyone has not completed the survey, our results so far show that 72% of Word of Truth Family Church members tithe. Come on, give yourselves a hand clap right there. 72%. Let me tell you, because I do church consulting, that is unheard of. How many know we are a blessed church? Amen. And so uh, uh, what I'm going to do this morning, because last week I talked about the standard in which God wants us to live financially. So today I want to talk about the benefits of giving the standard. So if you're taking notes, you can write that down. The benefits of giving the standard. If you have your Bibles, go to 3 John 2. 3 John 2, that's the verse that we, we used on last week. And uh, we talked about last week how powerful our souls are. Remember now, God has made us in three parts. He gave us a spirit. It houses our soul. 
and that lives in the body. In other words, that body contains two things. It includes our spirit and our soul. And that's why when a person's physical body cannot live any longer, that spirit that God put in them goes back up to God, okay? Uh, Now, one thing that I want to say is the word soul, when you look it up, it, it, it has, it's, it's, it's multidimensional. So this is what the soul means. It means a person's mind, will, their thoughts, and how they feel. Everybody say mind, mind. Will, will, thoughts, and how you feel. In other words, your mind, that's where you process things. It's almost like the computer. Your will is where you decide things. In other words, that's where you determine what things you're going to do and not do. That's your will. And then it says uh, your thoughts or how you feel, that's your emotions, all right? And that's the emotional part of us. And the unfortunate part is most of us live by our emotions alone, all right? And then uh, you see your mind, your will, your thoughts, and how you feel, your feelings. So that makes up our soul. In 3 John 2, this is what it says. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So my health and my wealth and my prosperity is codependent on the condition of my soul. And that's why if you think negative, your soul becomes negative. And once your soul becomes negative, your life becomes negative. And that's why the enemy wants us to process things completely through our souls because whatever our soul says is what we will do. But once you start growing in God, you begin to now manage your life, watch this, through your spirit. In other words, the soul may process it, but your spirit is almost like the filter. And if it's good, your spirit will let it come through. And if it ain't, your spirit says, no, I can't do that. Amen. And so we see here that our soul is what helps us to prosper. And the word prosper means to succeed in reaching and to succeed in business affairs. And last week we learned that God has a financial standard. Say financial standard. He has a financial standard that he expects every one of us to abide by. And we learned that that standard was the giving of tithes and... Come on, class, that was weak. Tithes and offers. Amen. And so my goal today is to provide you all with some biblical benefits of giving the standard. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to give you a benefit. I'm going to give you a scripture. And then I'm going to elaborate on it. So here's benefit number one if you're taking notes. Giving the standard provides financial protection. I'll say that again. When When you're giving in terms of the standard, tithe and offering, It provides financial protection. Say financial protection. Now go to Malachi 3. Go to Malachi 3. I should have told you to find that one too. Malachi 3. Now, I said this in the first service. I want to say it here. What I'm teaching you today is not something that I think will work. It's something that I know will work. Let me explain to you why. I have not been a pastor all of my life. In other words, I've only been doing this 10 years. I'm 50 years old, so for 40 years, or let's say, you know, whenever I got born again, all of those years I had to exercise this principle as a sheep. In other words, I've been a sheep longer than I've been a shepherd. So I'm not teaching this because I'm a pastor. I'm teaching this because I know it works. Amen. Now, Malachi chapter 3 is going to show us that when we give God's way, 
It provides us with, a fin- with financial protection. Malachi 3, look in verse 11. He says, and I will rebuke the devourer. This is after we give. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he will not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. In other words, giving the standard provides us with financial insurance. Everybody say financial insurance. Now, giving, let me just say it like this. Natural insurance provides us, watch this now, it provides for us in case something happens, but it, but it doesn't prevent something from happening. Okay, let me, let me break it down like this. Uh, how many have car insurance? Let me see your hand. All right? If, don't, if you don't, go to the general. He can get you. <laughs> but, but let's say you have car insurance. You pay on that premium, and the purpose of paying for the premium is just in case something happens, you have coverage. But what it doesn't do is prevent something from happening. What God is saying here is when you give my way, I will prevent the devourer from doing certain things in your life. So he's not just providing, he's preventing. Now see, I can hear people say, well, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, I was part of the, the, the hurricane Katrina and it came and it destroyed my house and, and I was tither and the offering giver. You know, what about that, Pastor Redman? I mean, that's a great question, isn't it? Well, uh, he said he will give us protection from the devourer, not, from, not protection from just Mother Nature. See, some things are just natural. I mean, rain is natural. Did y'all know rain is natural? Now, we know the enemy can do certain things like, you know, tornadoes and stuff. But for the most part, that's just natural stuff. Well, even in that, God will protect us because some people be like, well, uh, I had a car wreck, you know. If God was protecting me, I wouldn't have a car wreck. No, if God wasn't protecting you, you wouldn't be here. Are you with me? So there is a protection that comes in your life. And, uh, you know, years ago, everybody say years ago. Years ago, one of our members who been a tither and offering giver all of their life, all of their Christian life, you know. And so uh, they ran into a financial crunch. This is a true story. And, uh, you know, and, and instead of, you know, believing God through it, they decided to keep the tithe. For the first time in their life, they just decided to keep it to try to help themselves out. And uh, uh, so they had the money on them, and uh, they were at a gas station, and somebody came and, uh, with a gunpoint and, and robbed them took the money that they had and took God's money too. Here's the thing. You don't know what God is protecting you over. See, when you might be tired and you may be thinking, it ain't working. You, you might have should have been dead three years ago and you just don't know it. And watch this. All those years they were tired and did not know that they were protected because that was the first time. I mean, I mean think about it. This is how I think. I, everybody say this is a hoodish thought. I'm just telling you right now, it's, it's a hoodish thought. Okay. So just understand my philosophy here. Here's my philosophy. I would rather give God 10% and have his blessings than to keep it and uh, then the devil is just open to take all my stuff anyway. In other words, either the devil going to take it or you might as well give it to God. Now, see, people say, well, I don't, I don't believe in that. Well, you don't have to believe in it because, see, I believe in divine protection. Yes, 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 yes. 
see, my, my pastor, he has his own plane, and they were flying on the plane one day, and uh, they were, I don't know, 35,000 feet in the air, and all of a sudden, everything shuts down. The motors, both motors, power, lights, electricity, everything. Well, how many know that there are no street lights up there? So when everything will happen, it went, everything went black, what happens to a plane when there is no power? You start diving, and they start going down. And he, 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 he didn't get scared. He told everybody on the plane to be calm. And, he, and the devil said to him, you're going to die today. He said, oh, no, I'm not dying today. And he began to say, Father, I thank you for giving your angels charge over this plane. Lord, I pray that you will give the pilots wisdom in Jesus' name. And I command everything about this plane to come back. And, and long, you know, it started diving and all of a sudden came back on. Everything worked. And when they got down there and checked out the plane, nothing was wrong with the plane. Everybody say, that's demonic. Well, you don't know what God's protecting you from. Can I get an amen? So benefit number one, you can get financial protection. Here's number two. Giving the standard provides increase in overflow. Everybody say increase and overflow. And I want you to receive what I'm saying. In other words, if you are a tither and an offer giver, you can expect this in your life. How, much, how many like increase? Amen. I like increase. Proverbs 3 verse 9 says this. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. That's our part. Watch God's part. He says, so shall your barns be filled with plenty. And your presses shall burst out with new wine. The living Bible says, honor the Lord by giving him the first part of all your income. And he will fill your barns with wheat and barley and overflow your wine vats with the finest wines. In other words, when you give God's way, overflow comes into your life. Listen, if your favorite snack at home are ramen noodles, then you should have an overflow of them. Amen. Uh, how much? How many like an overflow of gas in your car? Let me see your hand. Amen. It's stressful when you start getting down on E. Look, I was down on E not too long ago. And I mean, you know, I kind of know where my car is. How many know where that line is before you about to run out? How many know that line? Man, I'm riding that line and I'm riding that line because I didn't want to get out. And, and because I have a certain gas card, I want to be about around that gas station. I don't want to stop nowhere else. And so heaven's with me. She says, Dad, we're running out of gas. And I'm like, heaven, I know we are. Pray, please. Second Corinthians 9. Let's go there. Second Corinthians 9. One of the benefits of giving God's way provides you an increase. Say increase. Everybody say Overflow. See, here's the problem that I have with most Christians. Ask me, what's my problem? My problem is this. There are only three ways or three levels that everybody's at. You're either at a not enough state. Not enough is pretty simple. That means you just don't have enough. And a lot of people are there. And then you have the second phase, which is just enough. And that means you've got just enough for you. And everything, you pay all your bills on time, all things are good, you know, as long as there's no major hiccups, your life is good, smooth, you might even be able to shop just a little bit, you know, but for the most part, you got enough, and you all happy. Why are you happy? Because God says he wants us to be a blessing. 
So if you were to help somebody in your just enough state, now it takes you from just enough to not enough because you don't have enough if you give them some. So how many know the next level is more than enough? That's what we ought to be. Amen. 2 Corinthians 9, watch this. He talks about giving in verse 6 and verse 7. And then he says, let me just say this. It says, every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give. Let me just explain this. You don't start giving until you give over the 10%. Let me tell you why. If I let you borrow $10 and you came to me and said, Pastor Eben, I want to be a blessing to you. Here's your $10 back. Did you bless me? No, you didn't bless me at all. All you did was show me you're not a thief. That's all. Now I can at least trust to let you borrow money and I believe you'll pay me back. But now, so that means that you just showed you weren't a thief. You didn't start giving to me till you came and said, Pastor Reverend, here's the $10 that you gave me and uh, also here's a dollar. Now, was that a blessing? That's a blessing. Well, that's when it says, let every man purpose in the heart, so let him give. When he says give, he's saying now you have gone over the tenth. Not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves what kind of giver? Watch verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That word grace means favor. That you always, watch this now, having all sufficiency in what? I ought to have a lot of groceries. I ought to have a lot of gas. I ought to have a lot of clothes. I ought to have a lot of weave. I mean, I don't have that. See, if I was a lady, I would have that good weave. I would have that expensive weave. I don't know what the expensive, how much expensive weave cost. My weave would be so tight, my head would hurt. They'd be like, ooh, your hair looks so good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just playing. Everybody say, you ought to have a lot. You know, I appreciate Landon. Landon has an overflow mentality. Uh, I can take Landon to, the, to Target. That's one of his favorite spots, Target or Toys R Us. I think he thinks there's going to be a Toys R Us in heaven. When I take him there, the sky is the limit. He knows I will buy him anything in the store. He knows that. And he will get in there and he will go to the Lego section, which he already has plenty of. But he believes in overflow. <laughs> and I'll say, and I'll pick stuff that I would like. I like that, Land. You like that? No, Dad, I don't like that. Out of everything in the store, Landon might pick one thing. He knows he can have a hundred of them. But because he doesn't have a poverty mentality. Oh, this will never happen to me again. Dad, buy the store. Buy the store. No, no, no. He knows I can get it anytime I'm ready. You know, Jesus said it like this. He says, when you give... 
Don't give it on the earth where moth and dust does corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. He said, but when you give, give and put treasures in heaven. See, when you're giving to God, you're storing up treasure in heaven. So watch this. When it's time for you to make a withdrawal, you got it. Amen. So he says that you may have all sufficiency in all things. And here's where I feel most people flunk right here. It's so that you can abound to every good work. Most of the time when we get increased, we eat it. We wear it. We drive it. All increase is not for that. Increase is also for you to do good works. Some of that increases so when you're in a restaurant and God puts it on your heart to bless somebody and pay for their meal, you don't have to be like pulling your calculator out, pulling up your bank account on your phone. Can't do it, God. Can't do it. Check me next week. Here's number three. Giving the standard releases favor. Everybody say favor. Now, favor, here's my pastor's definition. It's the willingness for someone to use their power, their influence, and their ability to bless you. It's when someone else uses their power, say power, say their ability, say their influence, to help you. In other words, it's when someone just goes out of their way to do something for you, and it's not normal. See, I want to live a life like that. I want to have an abnormal life. I mean, think about it. They allowed me to write the loan for our church. No, okay, let me say it like this. Okay, here we go. Let me help you understand. They let me determine what we're going to pay every month. That's like you going to buy a house and they say, well, what you want to pay for? I mean, would you like choose the lowest that you could? Doggone it, that's what I did. Everybody say, that's favor. That doesn't happen to everybody because everybody I've told my story to don't believe it. But see, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen? Favor is released. 2 Corinthians 9, we're still there. I'm going to read verse 8. It says, and God is able to make our grace abound toward you. In the Living Bible, this is what it says. This is so good. Actually, let me read it out of the Amplified. The Amplified says this. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. Just stop right there. They're saying, look at this. And I didn't make this up. Look on the screen. And God is what? Able to do what? Make all what? Grace, which means what? Every favor and earthly blessing do what? Okay, let's just stop right there and confess that. Say, Father, I thank you for every favor and earthly blessing coming to me in Jesus' name. Oh, did that just feel good to say that? Oh, my God. Woo. I want to say that again. Say, Father, I thank you that you're causing all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing to come to me in abundance in Jesus' name. Woo. Uh, man, get pregnant with that. Jesus is Lord. Woo. I see money coming already. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you, Jesus. All right, I'm caught up. Let me come down. All right, here we go. Here's benefit number four. Benefit number four is giving the standard or giving God's way. Watch this now. This is going to get you. 
causes the longevity of stuff. Giving God's way causes the longevity of stuff. You say, Pastor, what do you mean? I'm saying your stuff ought to last longer than everybody else's stuff. Uh, let me give you an example. My wife and I, when we first got married, we couldn't afford new stuff, so we had to buy used stuff. We had to buy used cars. We had to buy used appliances. And so uh, we had bought uh, the, this, this washer and dryer from this guy that I work with. Well, when he got it, he bought it from somebody too. So it was already used twice before it got to us. But you know, we are givers and offering tithes and offerings. And so we get, and that, those washing machines just were, and that dryer just worked and worked and worked. And it worked for 15 years in our marriage. And so we decided, because watch this now, this is the Lord Jesus. I'm getting happy by myself, that's fine. One of my friends was over at my house. And he was walking through my laundry room. And God tells him to buy me a new washer and dryer of my choice. Man, that's a crazy blessing, ain't it? I mean, when was the last time somebody bought you a washer and dryer of your choice? So you know I didn't go cheap. Oh, no, I picked the most expensive one. I don't want it. You need a remote control to work. What do you think I did with the old one? It was still working. It was like Timex. It kept a licking and it kept on ticking. So we gave it to somebody else. And I think they done gave it to somebody else now and it's still working. In other words, when you give God's way, God will make sure your stuff holds up. Everybody else stuff breaking down. Everybody problems. Oh no, my stuff is good. You say, well, Pastor, show me that in the Word. Look in Deuteronomy chapter 29. Deuteronomy 29. Watch this now. It says, and I have, this was God talking to him. He says, and I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes did not get old on you. And your shoe did not get old on your feet. How, listen, the message translation says this. I took you through the wilderness for 40 years. And through all that time, the clothes on your back did not wear out. The sandals on your feet did not wear out. In other words, God is saying, when I give it to you, it's going to last a long time. I don't know how he did it. I don't know what happened. If their foot grew, I guess the shoe grew with it. Deuteronomy 2.7 says this, For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the works of your hand. He knows you're walking through this great wilderness these 40 years. The Lord thy God has been with you and you have lacked nothing. Amen. And so that's what you do. That's why you got to get your soul straight. And uh, not my lesson next week, but the week after that, y'all don't want to miss that lesson. Because I'm going to show you how to recondition your thinking. Okay? But when you get your soul right, you'll start talking right. See, we had a car named Betsy years ago. Betsy was a hoopty. How many have had a hoopty before? Yeah. And see, you have to talk to hoopties. And see, most people, they curse their hoopty. You, you already need the hoopty to run. And you're like, sorry, car. I hate this car. Car always breaking down. Well, that's that car going, you're going to have exactly what you say. I used to talk nice to Betsy. Betsy, I love you. Thank you for not breaking down on 635 on me today. You can make it in Jesus' name. Here's benefit number five. Here we go. Giving the standard, giving God's way, causes new ideas and new things to come into your life. Everybody say new ideas. 
and new things. In Genesis chapter 28, this is the story of Jacob. Now, some of you all may not believe this, so I want you to write down this verse, and I want you to go back and read it. Genesis 28, I'm going to start in verse 22. But if you read chapter 28, read chapter 29, and we're going to read some of chapter 30, let me show you what's going to happen. So I don't know what was going on in Jacob's life, because sometimes we have to go through trials to get us on track. How many know what I'm talking about? And I don't know what was going on, but I do know that his father-in-law was lying and cheating. And he was trying to marry one girl, and, and he gave him another girl, and he was just wasn't doing it right. So finally, Jacob decided in Genesis 28-22, he says this, And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you shall give me, Lord, I will surely give the what? Give the tenth unto you. Somewhere, Jacob decided to tithe. Do you know, in chapter 29, he met his wife? I believe if you tithe and give offering, I believe God will send you right to your person. Listen, do you, here it is, I, I, that's all I know. I'm just doing this. And see, y'all say, I don't believe it works. Well, how did I get here then? Because, oh, so, so what's going to make me leave America <laughs> to fly to Jamaica to go to school where there's no hot water and air condition. Who would do that in their right mind? I wouldn't. I would not do it again unless God told me to do it. <laughs> so, I'm just giving, I'm tithing, I'm offering, and I go on a mission trip, and God says, I want you to go to school here. Not knowing that I'm being led into a promise. Jesus, thank you. That was so beautiful. I appreciate you, God. He just dropped a thought on me just like that. That was for real. Y'all was like, ding. <laughs> I mean, this was like an ATM deposit. This is real. This is real good right here. So I'm going to give it to you just like he just gave it to me. God just told me to tell you, how can he trust you with a mate when he can't trust you with his tithe? Now, that had to be God right there. Come on, let's give God a big hand clap for that one right there. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate you making me look real smart. Praise God. Now, here's what happened. I'm not going to read the whole thing because I'm almost out, I'm out of time. But when you read this, what happened was Jacob decided to, uh, to change his, his, his wage plan. And so uh, in verse 28, it says, uh, his uncle said, name me your wages and I will give it to you. And so Jacob said to him, you know how I have served you and your livestock all this time and what, what I have done. And so he says now, he said, and so in third, verse 31, his, his uncle said, well, what should I give you? And Jacob said, don't give me nothing. He said, I mean, I would do that deal all day. You want me to bless you? Well, what, how you want me to bless you? Oh, you ain't got to do nothing. Let me tell you what happened. God gave Jacob an idea. He said, Jacob, here's what you're going to do. You're going to ask him to give you all the solid-looking cows and lambs and sheep. They're all going to be solid. You're going to get his speckled sheep and cows and all them, and you're going to put them in his field. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to scrape the bark off of the trough. When they go to drink and eat, they're going to see spots and they're going to see stripes. And the Bible says when those animals came and ate and drank, they got a vision and when they had babies, the babies came out with spots and speckles. 
which is unheard of because a solid cow or a solid animal does not come out with specks and spots. God, watch this, that just tells me if an animal can get a vision board, so can we. You know what that says to me? What you see is what you will receive. What are you looking at every day? Amen. Well, those animals started producing. He ended up having more animals than his, uh, than his, uh, his uncle. So let's just put this now in practice. Let me see if this was my last one. Uh, oh, let me give you one more, one more. Here's benefit number six, and we'll close right here. Giving the standard can cause asking status. Now, this one's good. What I'm about to say, slap, touch your neighbor. Just touch him and say, if you fall asleep, he's going to slap you right now. Okay. This one right here, I love all of these. This one right here, to me, is like at the 29th level. Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 1. 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 6. Giving God's way will cause God to ask you, what do you want me to do for you? Now, I don't know uh, if you've ever had somebody to ask you, whatever you want, whatever car you want in this lot, pick it and I'll buy it. Wouldn't that be a great position to be in? Well, I'm saying that when you give God's way, it puts you in position to have asking status. You say, well, I don't believe it. Well, I'm going to read it. It says in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 1, look at verse 6. It says, And Solomon went up to the brazen altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of the congregation. And he offered 1,000 burnt what class? Burnt offerings on it. And in that night, what night? That night, what happened? God appeared to Solomon and said unto him, read it with me, Ask what I shall give you. Solomon offered a thousand offerings to God and God was like, man, he must love me by giving to me. He said, Solomon, what you want? Watch this now. Go to John 15, 16. John 15, 16. It says this in John 15, 16. Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and your fruit should remain. And whatever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Jesus is saying, if you will produce fruit, you'll be able to ask the Father for anything that's asking status and he'll give it to you. You say, well, Pastor Evan, that's about producing fruit. Well, let me just say that there are several ways to produce fruit. One of the ways it's producing fruit is through the words of your mouth. The Bible says death and life is in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So fruit can come through the words of my mouth. Fruit can come from your giving. Honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruit of all your increase. And I'm going to show you something else. Go to Philippians chapter 4 and we'll close right here. Philippians 4 shows us that our giving is a way of producing fruit. And if we produce fruit, we have asking status. Say asking status. Philippians 4, look at verse 15. He says, now you Philippians know also in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me concerning giving and what class? Notice the context is giving. He says, for in Thessalonica, you sent once and again into my necessity. Watch this though. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire what? Fruit. There we go. You can produce fruit through your giving. He says, I desire fruit that it may abound to your account. And what I'm saying is when you give God's way, it positions you for asking status. So we're going to practice something right now. I want you to think of something that you want right now. Think of something you want. 
Think of something you want right now. Close your eyes. Close your eyes right there. I know some of y'all thinking, this is weird. No, it's not weird. This is real. I want you to think about what you want. Hallelujah. Jesus. You know, let me tell you what I just thought. Can I tell y'all what I just thought? I want to have a debt-free church. By the time we get in that building, I don't want us to even have that note long. Before you know it, we're going to have that building paid off. Ooh, Jesus, I just felt that. Thank you, Lord. Appreciate that. Think about it right now. Now I want you to ask him for it. Just ask right there under your breath. Just ask him for it. Lord, thank you for a debt-free church. Thank you that that building is paid off in Jesus' name. Thank you that we'll have money to help other churches build their buildings. Now, now just thank him for it in advance. That's what faith is. Begin to thank him right there at your seat. Lord, thank you for answering our prayer. Hallelujah. With every head bowed, every head bowed, here's my question. If you die tonight, are you 100% sure heaven would be your home? Because you have a spirit.